0: Welcome back, Besties.
1: Hey, everybody. I'm so excited to have a special friend on this podcast with us today. Lisa Crowley Malice, founder of Impactive Strategies, is a certified coach and trainer who works with motivated and busy business owners and their teams to transform their day-to-day busyness into strategic action. By using their strengths to find the right mix of solutions for their businesses, they can work less and achieve more. She knows that one size fits all does not apply when it comes to getting the most out of your day with ease. Blending 15 years in education, a master's degree, multiple coaching certifications, and over 10 years of business experience, Lisa is uniquely positioned to help her clients find easy-to-implement personalized productivity solutions. She has received multiple awards for her volunteer service and leadership related to her community involvement, which includes her creation of an annual full-day education event for women in business. Hi, I'm Casey, and right here beside me is Kelsey. We are licensed professional counselors, mothers, entrepreneurs, oh, and besties. We know firsthand what it's like to wake up one day and think, how in the heck did I wind up here?
0: Through our own journeys of self-discovery, we found that joy is something that has to be pursued through internal work. Now we are on a mission to help women from all walks of life understand themselves more so they can have real lasting joy. Join us
1: every Thursday to hear fun and insightful interviews with experts who can point you toward self-discovery and fulfillment. Hi, Lisa.
2: Hello. I'm so happy to see both (laughs) of you today and to be here.
1: It's been a while.
2: It has. It's been, I feel like, almost two years.
1: Yeah, it would be about two years it's been a while. Well, everyone who's listening is is going to at this point have already heard about you, but we like to ask our guest on the podcast just to tell us a little bit about yourself and, you know, like what you do and and who you work with and all the good
2: things. Absolutely. Typically I work with Really motivated, awesome, busy women business owners who love what they do and find that because of what they love, what they do, they are missing out on a lot of their life because they are giving so much to their business and they have a hard time saying no. And the work that I do is around time management and often. It isn't that they want to save time so they can spend more time at work. It's more so that they can have a life, whatever that looks like. And sometimes it's for family, but many times it's because they've lost the time to do the things that they enjoy. Like they always joke their passion projects, but it's not even that. When I ask my clients, if you had an extra hour tomorrow, what would you do with it? It's almost always nap. Like they're at that place where they're like, if I could just take an hour to hide away from everybody and just sleep. So the work I do is to help my clients figure out how can they get like 10 hours back each week to start there at nap, but then expand out to start having a life again outside of their business.
0: Sounds like you're speaking to somebody I know. Um, <laughs> it's funny because sometimes I'll catch Casey running off and hiding into a room by herself and she's like, oh, I'm just going to go take a nap. For her, it's just like I just don't want to be bothered by anyone. Like I just want that, that freedom to myself. And I've learned to appreciate that about her because that's not something I typically do for myself. And it's been interesting to watch her over, like, take a lot of pride in that over the last couple years. Yeah. Because the person I met, like, four years ago would have never took, like, you would have been on some kind of Zoom meeting, writing a book, doing all of that. Always busy. Always busy.
1: Yeah, I think, well, and Lisa, you've not read the book that is getting ready to come out yet. I'm going to send you a copy, though, because I think it will speak to you in that way. haven't got the printed ones yet, but when they get here, I'm going to send you one. I just remember having a lot of guilt around if I had that extra hour a week, doing something for myself. You know, it's like you want to, but there's just so much guilt because like, well, I guess I should be working. Like if I have any free time, I should be working. Do you run up against people that believe
2: that or think that? I do. And I think a lot of it comes from, or at least I know it comes from me, I was I grew up in the butts in seat mentality. Like there was nothing better in my childhood growing up than to be a good worker. Like if you were a hard worker and a good worker, that was your badge of honor. And my father worked overtime our entire life. And that like if he could work and do holiday pay, like that was a huge deal. And so it was never about the output. It was about the button seat. The time worked. Yeah. And to be able to start to transition that from hours work to actually what you were producing. Yeah. That's a huge transition. And and when business owners can start to see the difference from I'm working from 10 hour days, 12 hour days, 14 hour days, and carrying it around like I'm so busy, pat me on the back, to here's what I've produced. I think the guilt starts to lessen.
1: I agree. I think that's a really good point because I I can remember that shift in me personally going, because I mean, I grew up in that exact same way. You're just going to work, 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 work. And in my family, like with my dad and my brother and my grandpa, that was about the only kind of recognition you were going to (laughs) get. You know, it wasn't like they were saying, oh, you're so creative or, oh, you're so kind. It was like, oh, you're such a hard worker. That's about the only time that anyone would acknowledge you. So when I started my business, I remember that's what it was. It was like, I'm just going to work. I'm going to work until I literally cannot work anymore. And then there definitely has been more of a shift into here's the outcome that I'm working toward then giving myself a cap, you know, like, okay, these are the hours I'm going to work today, and this is what I'm hoping to get done, and I found that I was just as productive working four hours as I was working eight hours with lots of breaks and distractions and fluff, you know, in the middle of my day, and so that was a big transition for me over the last several years.
0: Yeah, definitely. I'm stewing right now. Uh Uh-huh. She's got something working
1: in her brain. What's the first thing that you do when you work with people? Do you do like an analysis? How does that work?
2: We do, I have a time transformation analysis, and basically it looks at 11 different time thieves so that we can start to dig into what's taking away their time. No, very creative time thieves. What's taking away their time, but then also where are their strengths? Like, what are the areas where we can lean into later? So like you mentioned distractions and fluff, like for some people, especially a lot of my clients, you know, they have 80 ideas before breakfast. Like, <laughs> it's important to know that because one, that could distraction that could be definitely a time thief, but also when we know that we can build around that and we can figure out, okay, how do we go from there? Also, if we know they're really strong with boundaries, fantastic. It's not an area that we want to, quote, unquote, worry about. It's an area that we can say, okay, we know that they have strength and boundaries. How can we take what they're doing really well there and apply it to the fact that they're not so great with distractions? Like you would think that they would connect, but somehow there's a bridge mission. Let's find it and let's build it. So we start there. We look really deep into the 11 time thieves. Then that lets us diagnose, like you keep coming back to your first book and like, okay, let's diagnose where's the challenges and then let's build the right places to fix them Yeah. so that we can then move from there.
0: I'm thinking about, so if you are somebody who is an over like you're overfunctioning in a work environment and you are a group practice owner or some kind of practice owner, Do you think that that takes away, and maybe either of you guys can answer, but do you think that takes away from being in the present moment in other areas of your life?
1: Are you tired of running to the lobby to see if your next appointment has arrived? Would you like a more discreet, stress-free way for your clients to check in? Take a deep breath. The Receptionist for iPad empowers your practice to create a zen-like check-in experience. This episode is sponsored by The Receptionist for iPad. It's the highest rated digital check-in software for therapy and behavioral health offices used by thousands of practitioners across the country. The Receptionist for iPad is a simple and expensive way to allow your clients to discreetly check-in, to notify providers of a patient's arrival, and to ensure your front lobby is stress-free. The software sends an immediate notification to the therapist when a client checks in and can even ask if any patient information has changed since their last visit. Start a 14-day free trial of The Receptionist for iPad by going to the slash besties. And when you do, you'll also get your first month free
0: when you sign up. If you're so focused on work and every single project you have at work and then you go home and you're like spending quality time with your kids, but all you can think about is what you have to do the next day, do you feel like that takes away from the present moment that you're in?
1: Well, yeah. I mean I think so and in a lot of people at least in my experience that I've worked with in a coaching or consulting role they are not great at compartmentalizing that they don't leave work at work they, they it's very easy that they're bringing it into their family in some way I don't what about you Lisa
2: Absolutely one of the first things I'll hear when I know things are starting to work well is they'll say I was home and I felt that I was home Like I actually engaged with my kids. I wasn't answering email on my phone while I was trying to watch TV with them or help them with their homework, even taking it a step further and not even doing the task. But like my brain was fully there. Yeah. And once, you know, so like the first step is I wasn't doing the stuff. And then that second one to your point, Kelsey, is I actually was all in. And that's when they know they're they're starting to make, like, the separation between work and home.
0: I also think it takes a lot of intention. Like, it's hard to see that unless you're actually doing the work to, like, oh, I just didn't answer that email. I'm actually, like, this feels good. I I know it's anxiety-ridden for a lot of people, but also, like, taking that separation and realizing that the world isn't going to crash before you just because you don't answer an email probably feels really nice for people.
1: One of the things that was most helpful for me several years ago was that whole concept of multitasking. I had to just forget all about it because I can multitask and I can watch TV while I'm doing work and listening to music and talk to my kids all at the same time,
0: right? Like, yeah, yeah. I can't.
1: Yeah, I can do it now. I learned the hard way that I should not do it that it just because I can doesn't mean I I should. And so it's been it's been like a combination of what you said just being very intentional combined with like I'm not going to multitask. So when I'm at home, you're not going to see me working unless it's like something just random out of the ordinary, whatever you're not going to see me on my phone. I'm not I might check emails and I just delete them. That's mostly what I do. Um, the ones that are important I don't even open. I usually just delete all of the junk just to clear it out. But I think when I'm at work really focusing on work and when I'm at home just focusing on my kids and you and you know whatever we have going on that also kind of speaks to this is maybe something that you recommend people do if this is one of their time thieves, but we got a lot of heck or I did about having a nanny whenever I first hired one. And we've had Leanne now for what, like two years? Two years or so. But that's been the best thing because I mean, when I have three kids and she has one. And so it's a common theme for the school to call and be like, hey, so-and-so forgot their backpack or so-and-so's not feeling good or, you know, can you bring in this, this form that needs to be signed? Yeah. And so in those situations, though that I don't do that. Like that's the nanny will handle all of those things because when I'm at work, I just want to be at work and I want to just get it done. So when I leave, I don't have to think about it anymore. That's been really helpful for me.
2: Absolutely. The first time I did a presentation about how you are making your own choices. And in every situation, you can make a choice. And I used the example of the school calling, and how it was your choice on whether or not you were going to leave. And this woman came up to me afterwards, and she was very upset. And how dare I and she I said, I didn't tell you to or not to. I just said it was your choice you know, and she was like, it is not a choice. And I said, it is a choice. And, and you can make whatever choice you want. And a year later, I see her at another event. And she comes up to me and she says, for like six months, I was so mad at you. And then it finally hit me. I do have a choice. And she hired part-time childcare. And I was like, oh, if you just would have listened to me. <laughs> You didn't have to wait six months. <laughs> but I think that is what, when we come back to what we started the conversation with about guilt. I think that guilt comes from a lot of different places. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, yeah, because we even try to convince ourselves sometimes, well, they get a better quality of care with our nanny than they would at like a daycare or, you know, they're all different ages. So they could never all go to the same place. And so we try to convince ourselves. But at the end of the day, we know that this is the best decision for us and our family. It saves us a lot of time. And also, like, the nanny sometimes leaves by 3.30 every day. She does her work and does everything that we need done, and then she's gone.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I agree with what you're saying. It is a choice, and I think some people don't make that choice. It could be for financial reasons. It could be, you know, for guilt Lots of different things. But, you know, I say this a lot with my consulting clients and I really do mean it. It sounds crazy. But in my business and everyone that works here, if I had to let people go, the nanny would be the last person that or the, you know, she's kind of like half nanny, half assistant or or whatever. But the last person I would let go because my focus would then go from here to being split in 20 different directions and so I'm giving everything in my life that I'm doing 20% less or you know more than what I could be. And so really I could work a couple extra hours a day intentionally and afford to pay for her salary. So I don't know. What do you do when you have people that you work with who are very resistant to change?
2: I think that my initial conversations with people weed those out they're not my ideal clients <laughs> I was trying to think of a nicer way to say that but I don't really work with many people that are resistant to, to change once they have agreed to enter in a coaching relationship with me they're ready typically people have hit that pain point something's happened and they're ready to to move on yeah
1: so I guess just to kind of round out this conversation What would be your ideal person to work with? So if it was, I know you said, I forget the word you used, but high achieving women, business owners, like how do they find you or or what would they do if they're like, I'm working around the clock, I'm pulled in a million different directions, like what do I do?
2: Typically what I find the clients that I serve best and then I can make the biggest impact with are people who ride themselves on their time management in the past. Like they really had it all together. And then all of a sudden something happened. Typically it's their business grew, but it also could be that they're taking care of an aging parent. Or they move across country and they new house and, or just a major life upheaval and all those systems and processes and like the way they used to do their calendar and like all the stuff doesn't work anymore. Yeah, And they just can't get it all back together. And they don't understand why, because they used to be great at time management. Like they used to tell everybody about how great they were and now it doesn't work anymore. Those are my ideal clients because they have a really strong basis and they just can't pull it together. And then my job is to figure out why doesn't it work anymore and then create the new system based on some really good building blocks they used to have and move it up to the place where it works again. And then they don't need me anymore until where they are. Those systems don't work for their, once they level up again and get to their new place. And then typically a couple of years later, we reengage, we up level their skills again. And then a couple of years later, we do, we just keep doing that as their situations keep leveling up. And I I always say, what you knew got you to where you are. And now you need something new to get you to the place that you want to go next. And then how do they find me? Right. There's a contact me right on the website. You know, I have a really cool webinar coming up end of January. As we're talking about Casey, where you said, You can do some really focused work for a couple hours and make enough for the nanny. Like we'll call that zone of genius work. And so at the end of January, we're talking about what's your zone of genius? How do you lean into your zone of genius so that you can delegate the rest? Because so many business owners will feel like because I own the business, I own all the things. And we know that's not true. You own your zone of genius work everything else, somebody else is up for them. Yeah.
0: I really like how you're very focused on strengths. And also maybe the plan we're creating now is not going to be the plan for you in in a year from now, right? Everything's changing. Like you're changing. Your life is changing.
2: Yeah. Like think about what worked for you in the summer. It doesn't work when the kids go back to school. Exactly. Right. (laughs) Like, so why would we think what worked for us two years ago works in our business now
1: yeah yeah i do think that people easily fall into that trap of you know this it has worked. worked before yeah it's it's always worked well now it doesn't so let's let's be a little bit more flexible and fluid in the way that we're thinking about this i
0: think you just have to adapt and pivot
1: yeah yeah and we're we're pretty good at that but I know, I mean, I am I have a lot of friends that are not. <laughs> that, that part is just kind of natural for me because I like change. A lot of people don't like change. And so I could see how just life in general and getting older, you know, I noticed that there's differences in how I look at things. The older I get and I'm more rigid in certain ways, the older I get and I'm less productive in other ways. And, you know, so there's just so many factors that, come into play. So I really appreciate you being on the podcast and the work that you're doing matters. And I could even see business owners that have people in positions of leadership could really use the type of coaching that you do because as the business owner, the last thing that I want is someone in a leadership position that is not making the most of their time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we've struggled with that (laughs) before. That's frustrating.
0: Well, it's because they're not using their strengths, kind of like
2: she yeah. said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That's one of the, like when I always um, think about like ideal world, it's I get to work with the business owner and then I get to work with the team, sometimes as a team, sometimes individually, so that they're all, just use the cliche, they're all rowing in the same direction.
1: That's yours. You because know, they're that all, all the
2: time. yeah, they all have the same, philosophy. And then to be able to look at, here's, you know, here's a zone of genius for this person and for this person and for this person and to see how often what they're doing is mismatched and how one person is doing stuff that another person loves to do. And if this person hates it and how like, it just takes, you know, an hour and a half of diligent thought to start moving things around so that the right people are doing the right stuff. And how, like, the whole team dynamic shifts from there. Yeah. So, so. And now I'm on my soapbox.
0: Oh, I know. No, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> we've, no, we've literally just experienced this in the practice because we just took all the cards and kind of threw them up on a table. And everyone's like, what's your str- Like, what's your weaknesses? What do you suck at? What are you really good at? Let's move them around. Yeah. And it's been good culturally because I think a lot of people are moving instead of drilling holes in the boat, they're actually rowing with us. Mm-hmm. And so it's been great. Yeah. Lisa, we really appreciate
1: your time. And I can't wait to see the information about your webinar. I will definitely share that with all of our community. I think that will be great. And we'll support you in any way we can moving forward. Just let us know.
2: Absolutely. Thank you. I'm so happy to see both of you again.
0: Well, maybe we'll see each other again soon. Yes. Okay, besties. Well, that's a wrap and we appreciate you listening. Thanks, everybody. If you're
1: enjoying our podcast and would like to hear more from us, leave us a review wherever you get your podcast, so we can keep making great content. Talk to you later, besties.